Hey everyone, I want to take a few minutes and talk about multi-ingredient pre-workout supplements or something that my grad students and I uh, refer to as MIPS, M-I-P-S. Uh, we're actually in the process of putting together a review article, hopefully finishing that up and submitting it over the summer to really just summarize some of the current research uh, revolving around pre-workout supplements and whether or not they work, whether or not they're safe. Uh, different things to consider, both um, in more of an acute and kind of long-term setting. So the rationale behind pre-workout supplements, as most people are, are really aware of, is that they're intended to improve the quality of a, a workout or a single training session. So that can mean a variety of different things. You feel better during your lift, so then maybe you perform better. Maybe you are able to lift slightly more weight complete a few more repetitions, um, get more overall training volume in, or again, just subjectively, you feel better throughout that workout. So again, the thought process is then if you have that occur on a continual basis, if you continually feel better, and if you continually get higher quality workouts in, over time, that should enhance training adaptations, meaning you should get slightly bigger, slightly stronger, have improved endurance, and things of that nature if you continue to use them or supplement with them and, again, are continually getting improved training sessions in over and over and over. So if we look at the ingredient profile of a lot of these pre-workout supplements, usually most of them have caffeine in them, and that kind of is the notorious getting people amped up um, type of effect that we see. There are some other types of uh, banned ingredients or stimulants that work their way into some of the lower quality uh, supplement pre-workout supplements on the market, but generally I don't think that's the case for a lot of them. However, a lot of them still do have caffeine and sometimes a pretty healthy dose of caffeine and that helps people Again, get amped up, you're more alert, you feel more energized to complete your workout. And again, that alone can lead to a lot of the aforementioned positive benefits. You're just gonna feel better, probably train better, and so forth. So a lot of the acute benefits that we see from pre-workout supplements are probably just a result of caffeine, which again, you could get from any caffeine source, caffeine pills, coffee, um, green teas, uh, things like that, anything that has caffeine in it. And that, again, is probably the, the primary active ingredient resulting in some of the acute benefits. However, there are also a lot of other ingredients that when supplemented with for extended periods of time have also been shown to improve performance and enhance training adaptations just from them alone. So creatine, uh, beta-alanine, betaine. Um, there's usually branched-chain amino acids in them, L-carnitine. And again, the list goes on for some of them where there's really up to 20 ingredients, uh, different herbal extracts and things like that that are usually included in these products. And uh, some manufacturers will kind of claim that this creates a synergistic benefit. So together, a lot of these ingredients may kind of supplement one another and again, create the synergy so that you magnify the overall result and benefit. Whether that's true, we don't really know. And, and to be honest, it's we can't really prove that unless we literally um, 
were to tease out single ingredients and then run a study, see what the benefits are, remove another ingredient and so forth to just kind of eliminate them and really try to hone in on the primary active ingredients. Again, I don't know if that kind of thing or that type of research will ever, will ever happen. But regardless, we know creatine is an effective supplement for enhancing strength, lean body mass, anaerobic capacity and things like that with extended use. So we can pretty much assume that it's going to be an effective ingredient to be added into these pre-workout supplements. You could kind of make the same case for beta alanine, um, you know, branched chain amino acids and things like that can help enhance training adaptations. So there is some merit to a lot of these ingredients being included in them, not all of the ingredients in there. And again, whether or not there's a synergistic benefit going on, I don't know. We, we don't really know that it's certainly possible, but it's again, difficult to really justify or, or really support any of those claims through different research. So in an acute situation, a lot of the studies, again, support it as an effective supplement. Uh, it's been shown to improve muscular endurance, acute strength, subjective responses uh, to training. There's very limited research looking at the long-term benefits in adaptations. So whether or not taking it for extended use, again, is going to enhance training adaptations. I would think that would probably be the case just because, like I said, a lot of these ingredients on their own have been shown to be effective. So I would think adding them in would, would also be effective. There's just really limited research in that area. So we definitely need to do more, um, more work and more research looking at the long-term benefits of, of ingesting these products, but also looking at some of the safety concerns as well. In an acute scenario or upon acute ingestion, there are some abnormal cardiovascular responses that have been reported, increased heart rate, increased blood pressure. Again, that's probably mostly coming from the caffeine and it's technically abnormal, but it's somewhat expected and you get the same effect from just drinking your morning coffee. So I don't know if you need to be run into the hospital once you start experiencing some of those things. Some people might be a little overly sensitive to caffeine and might not respond well. They might get the jittery, uh, overly anxious, almost lightheaded type of sensations. And again, that probably just means you're a little bit sensitive to caffeine. Some people get the paresthesia or tingling effect from the beta alanine in, in these products. Again, it's to be expected. It's not something that's overly concerning. But again, we don't really know some of the long-term implications of continued use of these types of products. There's been one study that looked at um, taking one and two times the, the recommended dose, I think daily for 28 days uh, in females, and they didn't find any types of adverse changes in any of the markers of clinical health. So that's one of the studies that have been that's been looked or looked at these products after again long-term use 28 days i don't know if you classify that as technically long term and there's a maybe two or three others that have been done in resistance trained males that to, to the best of my knowledge really haven't found any adverse clinical uh, responses either however again whether or not you take these things for years i don't know i've also heard a lot of people uh, suggest that continually relying on stimulants uh, before intense training can sometimes put someone at risk for some adverse kind of autonomic uh, responses over time. So they might have kind of an over-exaggeration of sympathetic nervous system activation just from continued use of, 
of again stimulants and then also high intensity training coupled with that so um, that might be something to be concerned of and try to make sure that you're doing things to really activate the parasympathetic nervous system to the best of your ability as well just to help uh, the the nervous system overall to recover and not continually be in that kind of high heightened and stressed state also something to be aware of a lot of these not a lot of them but some of the ingredients might be classified as banned supplements or ingredients uh, depending on whether or not someone is at the high school or collegiate level uh, and then same for any olympic level athletes so if they're <clears throat> drug tested by water or anything like that i would make sure you do your homework look up the banned ingredients um, for that organization and cross list it with a particular product and just make sure that you're not um, taking anything that would cause a failed drug test so I think there's a movement now where a lot of these supplements are transitioning into what we call open label supplements where they actually list the ingredients and they list the included amounts of each ingredient instead of being listed as a proprietary blend or energy matrix or whatever they like to classify them as so that that's a good thing i consider that a positive i would think i think stepani jim stepani is kind of one of the leaders on that frontier of transitioning into more transparency within the industry uh, and tr just trying to educate people on what they're actually taking in their products and in their supplements making sure there's actual um, sufficient amounts of each ingredient to get the benefit that they want and not just paying for something to be sprinkled into their their product but it still ends up on the label so Hopefully we, we continue to see that trend within the supplement industry because I think it's certainly a good thing. So that's kind of my, my take on pre-workout supplements for now. Stay tuned to our review article. Hopefully we'll be going out uh, over the summer. Uh, I'm also giving a talk on pre-workout supplements for strength and power athletes at our NSCA uh, state clinic here in Missouri in about a month from when I'm recording this. So if you're in the area, um, check it out. I'll dive into a lot more of the research in this area and kind of more thoroughly explain some of these specific ingredients and then kind of the known benefits of these products. Thanks.